So you're sitting on the couch after a really good workout and you're scrolling through all the health and fitness stuff in your Instagram feed and you come across this post that says, warning to all young men, do not consume soy as soy has been linked with reducing serum testosterone levels. And then, you know, you don't think much of it, but then you go to the grocery store, right? And you're walking down the rice aisle because you need to stock up on brown rice because you're out of that. And on the the soy shelf shelves, you see a bunch of different soy sauce alternatives that say soy-free alternatives, no soy. And the more you dig, the more you find things that are soy-free. And you ask yourself, is it all because of the idea that soy lowers testosterone levels? And is there any truth to that? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about the science behind that. Welcome to the science behind that with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, all you scientists, and welcome on back to the science behind that podcast. I hope you guys have had a nice weekend. Um, and I hope that, you know, this Monday is looking like a nice Monday for you all. Um, for my American viewers, this is the Monday before Memorial Day weekend. And, um, so that brings me to say that, unfortunately, there will be no episode on Friday of, uh, this week. And that's just because my family is coming out to visit me, uh, for Memorial Day weekend. And unfortunately, I'm not going to have time um, to produce an episode on, um, uh, on Friday, but, uh, we do have today's episode. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And, um, before we get too, uh, deep in here, I'd like to invite all of you to go grab yourselves a nice hot cup of coffee, add a little bit of maple syrup to it. And, um, let's jump right in. So today, you know, as you heard from the um, intro, which took me way too long to make, by the way, that intro took me like five attempts to make because I kept screwing up what I wanted to say. But anyway, um, as you heard in the intro, uh, today we're going to be talking about um, whether or not soy actually lowers testosterone levels. And um this is one I've wanted to do for a while. I've had it in the list on my phone. I just have never gotten around to doing it. Um, but yeah, this is one I've wanted to do for a while because, you know, it's it's a very interesting question. These days, you know, when, when you go to the grocery store, you'll find tons of products that, that, that mention the fact that they're soy-free um, and, and they use that as a selling point. Um, and so today, I guess we're going to, I'm going to try and help you determine if, uh, that is something that, you know, you should be doing, meaning cutting out soy from your life. Uh, but before we can do that, I'd like to first talk a little bit about testosterone, um, how it's made, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, and, and so I did an entire episode on testosterone a long time ago. Um, It is way back. I don't even remember when. I think it was in 2022, April something of 2022. I did an episode on testosterone. 
that was a fun episode to do, so I invite all of you guys to go and listen to that if you haven't already. Um, but anyway, let's let's jump right in. So how is testosterone produced in the body? Well, the first step is the hypothalamus um, sends a signal to the pituitary gland and, uh, or sorry, the hypothalamus uh, receives a signal, generally a chemical signal, that there isn't enough uh, testosterone in the body. And then it produces um, gonadotropin-releasing hormone. This gonadotropin-releasing hormone then stimulates the pituitary gland. And when the pituitary gland is activated by um, gonadotropin-releasing hormone, it produces follicle-stimulating hormone, or FISH, and luteinizing hormone, LH. And so, both FISH and LH go to the testicles uh, in men uh, through the bloodstream, and in the testicles, FISH initiates sperm production, and LH stimulates what are called Leydig cells uh, uh, to begin the process of testosterone production. And it's pretty much that simple because then the Leydig cells take cholesterol and through a very complex biochemical pathway, which I'm not going to get into, uh, produces testosterone. If you want to hear more about that complex biochemical pathway of how you go from cholesterol to testosterone and how our uh, testicles Leydig cells do that, definitely go and listen to that episode I did all about uh, testosterone. And then once that testosterone is produced, uh, a lot of it gets sent back into the bloodstream, um, or all of it, I guess, immediately goes into the bloodstream. Some of it attaches to um, SHBG, and um, SHGB is also called sex hormone binding globulin. Some of it binds to albumin, and then the rest stays in the blood as free testosterone. And so, when you're talking, I guess, about like muscle growth, the main measure of testosterone that you're going to be wanting to look at is your free testosterone, because the sex hormone binding globulin bound testosterone and the albumin bound testosterone is not able to directly stimulate muscle growth. It's primarily the free testosterone in the blood that does that. So, now that we... um, have a good understanding of how this process works, Um, let's talk about soy. So this was an interesting topic uh, for me to do because basically I went into this thinking that there's a lot of data for and there's a lot of data against and at the end of my research I realized that there's still a lot of data for this theory that it really, that it lowers testosterone, and there's a lot of data against that uh, hypothesis. Um, so I'm going to be talking about some of some of these today. The first paper that I found was a uh, a paper titled "Infant Feeding with Soy Formula Milk: Effects on the Testes and the Blood Testosterone Levels in Marmoset Monkeys During the Period of Neonatal Testicular Activity." And this was published in the Journal of Human Reproduction in 2002. So I know, a long time ago. 
But ultimately, they fed um, some monkeys SMA, which was their control. It was basically their placebo. And they fed uh, some monkeys um, SFM, or soy um, soy formulated milk. Um, and at the end of their um, test cycle... Uh, which ended up being about 30 to 40 days, they determined that overall, um, soy reduced uh, the serum testosterone levels significantly by between um, 53 to 70%. So they determined that by day 35 and day 45, the monkeys that were fed soy milk basically uh, had between 53 and 70 percent lower levels of testosterone in 11 of the 13 co-twins or monkeys compared to their placebo fed counterparts um, and so ultimately they concluded that uh, potentially the intake of the isoflavonones in the soy is what caused the reduction in um, soy or in testosterone and so they're saying here that that um, it would be fairly safe to assume then that human children human infants would behave in the same way when fed with uh, soy milk instead of milk milk um, as an infant so um and again, just to recap, they, they found that the control group had a mean testosterone level of between 2.8 and 3.1 nanograms per milliliter, whereas the soy group had between 1.2 and 2.6 nanograms per milliliter, which worked out to be around 53 to 70% lower than their, um, than their placebo-fed counterparts. So... You know, right off the bat, it seems like that like that doesn't uh, bode very well for for uh, the soy drinkers out there and people who like soy products, as it seems like it may actually reduce testosterone levels. Um, now, another paper here I found was in two thousand six titled Soy Protein Intake by Active Young Adult Men Raises Plasma Antioxidant Capacity Without Altering Plasma Testosterone. And so in this um, study, they basically found that active men who were on a four-week intake of high isoflavonone soy protein um, displayed no reduction in... Uh, testosterone levels um, over that four-week period and in fact displayed a high elevated level of antioxidant status mainly because isoflavonone is technically or isoflavonones are technically antioxidants and so this paper concluded then that there shouldn't be any associated link um, between soy consumption and reduction in um, serum testosterone. 
Um, one thing I want to say here is that they didn't say how big their um, um, sample size was. So, you know, I, I don't know if it was one guy or if it was, you know, 10,000 men. Uh, they don't actually say how many men it was here, which is not that awesome. I would like to see that, but there we go. And then I found another paper here that said neither soy nor isoflavanone intake affects male reproductive hormone and expanded an updated meta-analysis of clinical studies. And um, so ultimately, this this paper was probably had the biggest sample size, but of course, this was just a, a literature review. So in this paper, the researchers just looked at a bunch of different clinical trials of soy, um, including um, sev- several thousand participants, and they looked to see if there was any reduction in testosterone levels, and they found that there was no um, significant effects of soy protein or isoflavone intake on um, testosterone um, estradiol levels, free testosterone, estrone, or uh, sex hormone binding globulin. And so, you know, again, that's that's another paper, just like the first one, that's, that may, you know, mean that you don't have to worry very much about the consumption of soy um, in terms of testosterone levels. However, I did find two more papers that were interesting. One of them was a case study of a 19-year-old um, diabetic young man who had who developed hypogonadalism and erectile dysfunction after repeated uh, soy product consumption as per a vegan diet. And they determined that a year after cessation of the diet... Um, all sexual or full sexual function was regained um, and no issues followed. The, the, the issue I have with this is that this research just said a vegan diet. So it mentioned soy product consumption, but we don't really hear about what this patient's diet was. There are other foods out there and of course a very poor diet um, can result in lowered testosterone, right? Because the the fewer nutrients you have, obviously you're not going to be able to put as much energy to producing testosterone. However, a complex or a um, in-depth description of exactly what this 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 young man was eating is is not really prevalent or is not really present in the paper. And so you're left to, you know, kind of wonder if there were any maybe outlying variables that they didn't foresee uh, or confounding variables from this person's diet. You know, maybe he didn't have a complex nutrient profile. We don't really know. Now, the final paper I found was very interesting. It was published in the Journal of the American College of Nutrition, in 2013, and it's titled The Effects of Soy and Whey Protein Supplementation on Acute Hormonal Responses in Resistance Exercise or to Resistance Exercise in Men. And so basically, this paper took um, 10 men um, 
and some of them they gave whey protein after resistant exercises and the others they gave soy protein and um, then they had a maltodextrin uh, placebo control for 14 days and um, participants ingested 20 grams of their assigned supplement each morning at the same time every day and ultimately they determined that lower testosterone responses were uh, significantly lower testosterone responses were observed following supplementation with soy protein in addition to a positive blunted uh, cortisol response with the use of whey protein so ultimately they found that the consumption of soy reduced testosterone which is not very good but the consumption of whey reduced cortisol which is a stress hormone which I think is good Uh, and so their conclusions they, they said that their main findings showed that 14 days of supplementation with soy does appear to partially blunt serum testosterone and then whey protein influences the response of cortisol, cortisol uh, by blunting its increase during recovery. And so this paper I thought was very interesting. And there were a lot more papers like this one out there that were looking specifically at the, um, the effect of soy on athletically trained men almost immediately post-exercise or pre-exercise. And almost all of them came up with the same response, right? The same response being that um, uh, soy reduced testosterone levels. And so I think the question then here is, well, if that is true, because there were a couple papers that we looked at Albeit some of them were just literature reviews, but they were uh, credible sources we, that we looked at seemed to suggest that there was no decrease. So what could be going on here? What could be accounting for this difference? Well, the papers that were um, looking at or that, that, that determined that there was no increase uh, or decrease in testosterone levels were only looking at, you know, men in general as opposed to exercise resist or exercise trained men so does that have an impact i don't know um there definitely should be more research to be done but one more thing i'd like to add before the end of this episode is just the simple question of how would soy suppress testosterone levels most likely, if it is doing that, the from from what I could could guess would be that it's probably inhibiting um, luteinizing hormone from stimulating the production of testosterone and or the soy um, uh, the the components of the soy protein are actually acting as competitive antagonists for the production of testosterone from cholesterol. So there's a series of different enzymes that are used in that process, and you could also assume that potentially the isoflavanols in the soy protein are binding um, either to the enzymes involved in the conversion of uh, cholesterol to testosterone 
or somewhere else along the way that's acting as a competitive antagonist, reducing the overall levels of testosterone. However, I couldn't find any papers that investigated specific biochemical pathways that could be going on. So ultimately, what is the moral of the story here? The moral of the story is there is a lot of data to suggest both hypotheses, right? Both outcomes. There's a lot of data to suggest that soy does reduce testosterone, and there's a lot of data to suggest that it doesn't. Um, However, there is also a lot of data to suggest that in men who are actively doing weight training or resistance training, soy does appear to be reducing testosterone levels in the form of like a soy protein shake. So maybe stay away from that. Maybe just stick with whey protein um, for now until more data comes out to prove uh, or to, to show this one way or another, to show where it actually lies. And of course, the other thing is um, definitely keep your eyes open and be very wary if people say, oh, soy definitely lowers testosterone, no questions asked, or it definitely doesn't. So you know, unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, like with many of the topics we talk about, it, it's kind of a toss-up because there's a lot of data that that is on both sides. So until more information comes out, we're going to have to wait and see what the actual mechanisms is or mechanisms are going on behind the scenes. So ladies and gentlemen, I hope you enjoyed today's episode of The Science Behind That Have a fantastic Memorial Day weekend, and I will see you guys again on Monday when we go back to the regular schedule. Thank you very much for listening, and remember, as always, stand up and question everything. 